Hello, we're so happy to be in your presence today with the Word of God. And we're happy this Thanksgiving season for to have an opportunity to fellowship with you right where you are, with your family, on your way home from the job, um, in this time of this midst of this pandemic where we have to social distance and separate ourselves sometimes from our loved ones. But we have a comforter with the Holy Spirit that's there with us no matter what separation we have to do. God and the Holy Spirit and Jesus Christ have made themselves available for the be in your life right now. And there's a word for us to encourage us, to give us a reason to be thankful this Thanksgiving season. And that word today, uh, we hope will bless you for the rest of your life and even into eternity. This is the seed of the day with Pastor Isaac Hammond from Neely United Methodist Church at 1755 Thomas Deplin, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, 70802. And that word is coming from Psalm 37, where David is an old man now. King David has lived a life. He's fought lions and bears as a child, and he destroyed Goliath as a young man. He even had his sin and his um, marriage problems uh, with Bathsheba. And he did some things in his life that he wasn't proud of, but God saw him through it and God forgave him. And now he's up in age. And in verse 25 of Psalm 37, he says, I have been young and now I am old, yet I have never seen the righteous forsaken nor their seed begging for bread. Oh, that's a wonderful um, prophecy and testimony right there. Um, that if you're with God, uh, no matter what you've been through, you can say that God has kept you all these years. And that's something to be thankful for today. As we get ready to go into Thanksgiving and celebrate, uh, just thanking God for all the things that he has around us. But it's not what you have. Is not what you have in your possession. It's not the things that you can see. But you are blessed because of the things that you can't see. Because Jesus Christ died on the cross of Calvary for your sins and for mine. He made a way for us. And David is an old man now, looking back over his life. And King David had a whole lot of problems where he had to encourage himself. He was on the run many a time. Many people wanted him dead. His own children wanted him dead, his sons. But yet through it all, he kept his praise with God. And that should encourage somebody today. Keep praising God in the midst of your storms, in the midst of your battles, in the midst of your sickness, in the midst of your depression and your heartache. Keep praising God. Um, keep that anointing on your life that no matter what you go through, you don't look like what you've been through because you have a praise on the inside and we must serve and worship God in spirit and in truth. That means we have to have a sincere type praise. And David comes along, being an old man now, looking back over his life, and he gives us some principles of what it means to be thankful and why we should be thankful because what God has done for us. In verse 1, of Psalm 37, the Bible say, Fret not thyself because of evildoers, 
neither be thou envious, envious against the workers of iniquity. Oh, what is God saying there to David? David is saying, fret not. That means don't get heated. Fret in the Old Testament language means not to let your blood pressure get hot or high. Um, we all are living in America now, right now, with some racial division, some political divisions, and we're going to have some family members this Thanksgiving or in the next couple of weeks try to make our blood get high and blood pressure elevate and uh, make us boil by saying some things um, that we may not agree with. But David is saying, don't fret not of the evildoers. Sometimes you have evildoers on your job, in your own family, in your neighborhood, always looking out to hurt you, always looking out to cause division or problems in your life. But fret yourself not for those that um, do evil work. And we all know we got a whole lot of people that do a whole lot of evil in this society and world in our life that we live in today. David say, fret not thyself because of those evildoers. Then the second part of this first, first verse says, neither be envious against the workers of iniquity. So when you see the wicked prosper, when you see those who don't serve God and uh, don't have a relationship um, that we know of prospering along the way and seem like they're gaining, don't get envious. Envious means to get jealous. Don't have a jealous heart because you feel God is not blessing you, yet you praise Him, you pray, you fast, you do all these things. Um, but the Bible tells us um, don't get envious against the workers of iniquity. And then verse 2 gives us a promise. For they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. So those that prosper now who don't know Jesus, those that look like they may be gaining in life while you're struggling, trying to pay your tithe and uh, serve God, I'm here today to tell you that they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither like the green herb. Then David says in verse 3, he says, Trust in the Lord and do good. So shalt thou dwell in the land and barely thou shalt be fed. God has kept a promise with us by saying if we just trust in him, he will feed us and give us the land we need to live. In other words, the shelter on our back, a place for we can abide. If we just trust in him and lean not to our own understanding, but in all our ways acknowledge him, and he will direct our path. But we have to trust in him. David is looking back over his life. Uh, he's been king now for 40 long years. He's on the other side of life now. And he wants us to know that he says, trust in God, in him, for he will feed you and he will keep you. Then he says in verse number four that we should delight ourselves in the Lord and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Um, preacher, what is he saying? Delight thyself. Uh, we oftentimes take this scripture and make a magnet on our refrigerator um, and we memorize this scripture um, thinking that um, we have a bank account with God. If I delight myself in him, then he shall give me the desires of my heart. 
But that scripture doesn't really explain it like that. David was saying, if you put your mind on Jesus and um, let him give you the desires in your heart, let your heart's desires line up with the word of God. Let your heart desire line up with God's will for you in your life and your life will be full of delight. You won't be kicking against the pricks. You won't be fighting an uphill battle. If you line your life up with God's word, line your life up with God's uh, way for your life and let him guide you, lead you, counsel you, um, soothe your mind, fight your battles, then every day will be full of delight because you're trusting in him. And it also doesn't say um, just to delight just in the Lord, but it says in that verse, delight thyself also in the Lord. So you should get delight from your family, your children, uh, your walk in this world, the friendships that we have. God has laid all this out for us in our life so we can live a life that we can be happy and joyous and trust in him. So delight yourself in the Lord, also in the Lord. So God wants you to have a, a joyous life. For he did not come to this world to destroy it, but the Bible says he came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. Then in verse 5 it says, you have to be committed in Psalm 37. Commit thy way to the Lord, trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. So if you commit yourself to God, everything that God told you, he will do for you in your life. Every word, every promise that God gave you in his word, he will bring it to pass if you just commit to following him. He won't give it to you if you're not going to be committed. If you're going to be with him one minute, then the next minute doing it on your own and trying to live your own life. But if you're fully committed to him, watch what God will do for you in your life. Then he gives another promise in verse 6. And he says, And he shall bring forth the righteousness as the light and thy judgment as the noonday. God is waiting for that day where he can judge um, his creation and put it in the right position where he called it to be from the beginning. There will be a judgment day. Oh, to God be the glory. There will be a day of reckoning. And God is saying he's not going to do it in hiding. He's going to do it in the noonday. So uh, while you're worrying and getting your blood pressure heated up, fretting over your evildoers, while you've been envious over people who are prospering but uh, are not on the Lord's side now, um, remember that day is coming where God says he's going to cut down like grass all those and wither like the green herb, those who don't follow him. Uh, so you have to trust in him, delight yourself in him, be committed to him. Then verse 7 says, rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not thyself because of him who prospers in his way, because the man who bringeth wicked devices to pass. And then he says in verse 8, cease from anger and forsake wrath. Fret not thyself in any wise to do evil. So God is saying, do David, 
Rest in me. Lean and depend on me. Quit fighting your own battles. Quit fighting um, in this wicked world on your own behalf. Wait patiently for him, and in due season, he's going to answer. He's going to make a way for you according to his will. Then verse 8, cease from anger. So don't get angry in the midst of these times. Don't get angry in the midst of the storm in your life. Forsake wrath. Fret not thyself to do any kind of evil. And that's why David said, he could look back and he said, I have been young and now I am old, yet I have never seen the righteous forsaken, nor their seed begging bread. God will bless you. He said you will be merciful and lended, and his seed is blessed. So God wants you, be the, wants you to be the lender, not the borrower. He wants you to be the giver to this world. Because if you trust in him, stay committed to him, delight yourself in him, fret not from evildoers, rest in the Lord, and cease from anger, God will provide for you so you can be a blessing to somebody else. This Thanksgiving, you ought to give somebody a blessing just because God has blessed you. And I'm here today to say somebody may not know Jesus for yourself. Somebody may not know him as a savior. And I'm here today to tell you, if you would try him, you will be able to look back over your life and realize that if it had not been for Jesus on my side, I would not have made it. I'm going to say a prayer right now. This Thanksgiving season may be the very best one of your life. I'm going to say a prayer. If you believe that Jesus is the Son of God and you repent of your sin and you want to get closer to him, say it along with me. Heavenly Father, I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. I repent of my sins, everything I did knowing and unknowing. I believe that Jesus gave the Lord's Supper and went to the cross and died on the cross of Calvary for my sins and the world's. I believe that he was placed in a borrowed tomb. I believe that early that Sunday morning, he got up with all power in his hand. I believe that he sits at the right hand of God, the Father, interceding on our behalf. Lord, I want to be part of the Holy Family in this world as well as the world to come. Wash me and cleanse me of my unrighteousness. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Remember, we love you at Neely. Happy Thanksgiving. Be blessed. Show your love to someone else. And remember, keep a smile on your face, for that smile may be helping somebody along the way. <laughs>